from the TMBC Network, welcome to Bad Audiobooks, a parody brought to you by our long-limbed, long-life patrons on Patreon. I'm your host, Nick Masmanian, along with my co-host, Ken Heidelman. Thank you so much for joining us about our good... Er, <laughs> ha! Ha! <laughs> ha! Thank you so much for joining us about our show about I good books and badly. I, I knew it. I forgot it. Well, that's why I suggested bringing it up. I didn't say I could do it. I know, but you were like, you were like, you sure you don't... You made it sound like I needed it. You are like, you sure you don't need it? Yeah, you fucked up last time, so <laughs> I was committed, to it, but you nailed it this time. I fucked up. I did it. I, I never claimed, though, that I wasn't going to fuck up. Uh, anyways, welcome back. Uh, we're continuing our journey into uh the madness that is uh the tower treasure the the uh the what is the artist who's like mid-century artist oh the rockwellian mystery that is the hardy boys all right let's jump into it so uh, class turn to page uh 33 of, chapter five of the original printing of the hardy boys tower treasure um Okay, before we start, now that we're digressing enough already. Okay, well, um, what was this? What uh, I was talking. I was talking to Ev the other day, and I was like, "Oh okay. my god, we're reading this book. It might have some racism, shout out but to we Ev. really haven't." Yeah, shout out to Ev. Uh, but we really haven't uh, run into the racist stuff, which is surprising. Oh shit! Okay, <laughs> and oh, remember the field workers? No. Who was a field worker in 1927? Usually. I don't know. <laughs> I guess I know now. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> but I didn't catch it. The thing is, it wasn't explicitly written, but that's because he. It was like I was telling him that, and he goes, "I was like, is that was that? Did we?" He goes, "Uh, well, you know, think of it like this: when you say like, oh, somebody, certain such or whatever, like a profession of some kind or whatever, you have a generality that comes to mind. Like it could have been, I don't know." The way it was written, they were very slow sounding uh, and dumb because they were getting rednecks. I thought they were rednecks too, but we're also in a beach town area, and this book has not good stuff in it. I don't know. I don't know, but a part of me is like suspect of it. Yeah, that's that's definitely suspect one. We've got our own mystery that we're trying to solve. Where's the racism in this book? (laughs) (laughs) It's there somewhere. (laughs) Dig deep enough. We It'll be, be there. We'll be like our dad one day, <laughs> solving the racist mysteries. <laughs> uh, yeah, the the imagination of Franklin Dixon, who a compilation of a evil comp- and not evil people, a an um, amalgamation of human editors that become Franklin Dixon. Dixon yeah, uh, it evolved. They're like a Mighty Morphin Power Rangers robot. So if you if you think you have an answer for us as to whether or not we read racist stuff before, but we didn't know, sound off in the comments somewhere wherever you find. Yeah, it. Let, let us uh, let us know your your thoughts on on did that shit get a little racist uh, <laughs> without us knowing? Without us knowing, because then that would be the second time that it happened on this show with uh, H.P. Oh, yeah. Lovecraft being the first. The subtle racism that was so fucking subtle. Uh, good to know that that shit is fucking. Oh, they're they're we made those jokes last time with that shit, but like, oh, they're just they're different. They're uh, they're they're those those people. Yeah, exactly. It's always the other when it comes to that stuff. Anyway, back to the book. Yeah, let's get to the the funny. Five min- six minutes <laughs> in, and we are finally reading We're this book. Off. Yeah, off to the races. We're good to go. Uh, all right. This is titled Chet's Auto Horn. Fenton Hardy. The internationally famous detective was reading in the library of his home that evening when his sons tapped on the door. He was disappointed already. Yeah, I can't <laughs> believe he's actually going to be in this story. I know. I was. I'm shocked. It's, I thought it was surprise appearance be... by dad. <laughs> surprise appearance by the adult. Unlike unlike anything in Grimm's fairy tales, where the dad's like, "Gotta go." 
See ya. I gotta buy some cigarettes. I'll be right back. Go hang out with uh, your family, and then it'll uh, torture you. Uh, whatever. I don't care. I gotta go. Number one, number one dad. Yeah, world's number one dad. All right, fun. All right. Uh, all Although right. he was a busy man, Mr. Hardy was not the type of father who maintains an air of aloofness from his family. I guess that was still a, a constant. This, we're doing a character break <laughs> from the norm. <laughs> Look at him. He's involved with his family, guys. He's, he's unusual. He's a quirky guy. He talks to his kids. He loves them. He hugs them, maybe? What? That's I crazy. know. Uh, the result being that he was on as good terms with his boys as though he were an elder brother. Interesting. Come in. Oh, wait. I'm not the dad. Uh, do you want to be, be dad? I guess I could be dad. You be dad. Come in. He shouted cheerfully, putting aside his book. And when Frank and Joe entered the room, he motioned to a deep leather sofa near the, near the window. Sit down. What have you been doing all day? <laughs> Where you been? <laughs> Burning up all the roads in the country, I suppose. He grinned amiably at them and puffed vigorously at his pipe. <laughs> smoke up, kid. Smoke up, Johnny. How do you like the cancer? <laughs> hey, Joe. Hey, Frank. What's up? Uh, fuck. How does this is you. How's Frank's voice go again? It's, You're it's basically like... Rumble, Rumble Stiltskin. Okay. Well, I don't know that, how we did that either. Uh, well, we didn't travel very far today, Dad. Frank replied. We were, well, we were, we were... Investigating! Shut up, Joe! Prompted Joe. Aha! Exclaimed Mr. Hardy in mock surprise. So my sons were investigating, eh? What was it? A murder? Holy shit! A plot to blow up the White House? A train wreck? Something big, I hope. Oh my god. Uh, No, no, not quite that bad. Damn, this is that dad. He's that dad that was like pushing his children to like... You need to do the best you can. Are you getting A's? Where are the A's? I'm Have you found blow a bomb? Up the White House yeah. so you can actually investigate it. <laughs> so you can close the case on that whole thing. Um, what we got? Uh, admitted Frank. It was a car theft. Mr. Hardy shook his head. I am disappointed in you. Two the same voice. <laughs> <laughs> keep going. I'm trying to do more of a Fallout, uh, Fallout, uh, uh, mutant or whatever. I'm trying to do more like a. a the world's greatest detective. Oh, okay. Well, I'm trying to do more of a skin job from sure. uh, okay. the cool. Fallout cool. universe. Uh, uh, he said solemnly, I really am. To think the sons of mine should investigate a car theft. I thought you wouldn't bother about anything less than a murder. So, so much for that whole, <laughs> I'm, I'm really good with my kids. Yeah. I'm I, connected with them. I'm not a loft, but the judgment comes in hot and fast. Yeah. That's, That's dad. That's, That's dad, dad right there. Being a good dad. His eyes twinkled, and the Hardy boys, who were accustomed to their father's good-natured banter, smiled back at him. So this is what's being labeled as good-natured banter. So good-natured. Oh, my God. I'm Just... criticizing you super hard about your choice and whatever it is <laughs> you're going you after. You're a piece of shit. Don't you get it? <laughs> what do you well, mean? To... What are you What are you getting bothered by? You being such a piece of shit? Why do you yeah, keep hitting me? Thick skin. Stop ripping me. Thick skin, skin. I don't want to be ripped anymore. Uh, come on. You got to be. You got ah. to have, have a good sense of humor. I'm calling child yeah, services. You're such, a, such a shit kid, and you don't know how to get good <laughs> grades. Uh, why can't you just laugh? at it Keeps, what are you what are you I, judging for i'm gonna go cry okay <laughs> that's because you're yeah big wuss damn snowflake <laughs> anyway uh we weren't just practicing detective work dad explained frank you see ted martin's roadster was stolen this morning that's different than what i just told you e- before. exactly right is that so exclaimed mr hardy genuinely concerned <laughs> why that's too bad chet was mighty proud of that car, wasn't he? 
He's so tuned into what Chet's feelings are about his fucking automobile. I guess anybody would be into their car. I'm really into my car, and it's not a hot rod. Yeah, that's a piece of shit too. Uh, Yes, he was, and he hasn't been found, and it hasn't been found yet. (laughs) So you're saying there was a murder? (laughs) There's no trace of the body that we (laughs) disposed of. Uh, No, no trace of the thief. I'm assuming that's yeah. I'm just gonna assuming that's Joe. He tried to hold up the steamboat ticket office after he stole the car. Mr. Hardy whistled. Jesus Christ. Why have you... Hang on. Why have you been on a case worthwhile? Tell me about it. He said... I literally just did. (laughs) I told you all the details. And that's where we're at. I love that. I I love that we're reiterating. Like, it's just for padding. It's just for padding. We're just reiterating over and over again. He settled back in his chair while his sons told him the story of the day's oh, doings. Thank God that the author was thank like, Christ. all right, we don't need to repeat this again. This isn't Grimm's Fairy Tales. When they told of the difference of opinion as to the color of the man's hair, he did not laugh with them as he as they had expected over the argument between Harity and Mr. Brown. On the contrary, he knitted his eyebrows into a fierce scarf. No, uh, and, and his face wore a serious expression. Is this where the colors come in? And the I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Yeah. It wasn't any ordinary auto thief you were dealing with, he said slowly. I have no doubt the man who tried to rob the ticket office and the man who almost ran you down on the shore road were one and the same. No shit. And the same man stole Chet Morton's car. No shit. Oh. But who... But who, who about the color, how about the color of his hair? There must have been two men, said Joe. Uh, I don't who, who do you know. Said that? Uh, it's, I think this will be the dad. dad. It's the yeah. dad. Yeah. yeah. We're going to go deep. Yeah. I think so. Think so. I have my theories, but then the average witness is very unreliable. <laughs> What'd you say? Who did it? It was a woman in a pink dress. Couldn't have been. You're unreliable. <laughs> Get out of here. Do you smoke? No, you can't be trusted. Leave. For instance, I gave you, I give you a, ch- a test. You have seen Superintendent Norton of Bayport High School. Well, how often? Pop quiz hotshot. Uh, yeah. About two or three thousand times, I guess. <laughs> that's a super involved superintendent. <laughs> that's super specific. And also, that's like a super involved superintendent. Nobody does. Are that. we counting days or minutes? He's hours? building the school while they're there, so he's like doing all the mortar and stuff. He's like, "Hey, kids!" Just lifting panels of the ceiling. Hey, how's it going? Soon the so school. Did you do your homework. Built. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll see you I'm later. Balancing that budget to make sure the teachers get fair pay. How long has he been going to the school? I don't understand what constitutes seeing somebody. Is there like a if it's a sixty second break? Does that constitute a second time seeing him? How do you get the three thousand? I don't know. I don't know if I've seen you three thousand times. We definitely haven't entered that territory a number of times. I don't think in the years we've known each other. No, it's been a long time. <clears throat> Answered Frank. Over a period of three years. Well, what color is his hair? Frank looked blankly at Joe. Why? Oh. Oh. It's it's it's. Joe scratched his head. It's brown, isn't it? I think it's black. You there see? It is. It's black. Yeah. <laughs> There's a racism, clearly. Why's it got to be black hair? <laughs> you see, said Mr. Hardy, smiling, your powers of observation have not been trained. Isn't that is that failing on your part? 
As the dad who's the world-renowned detective, you didn't train your kids to be more observant? Also, there's more than two colors of hair in the world. No, 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 no. There's only those two. That's it. Everybody else just shot. They've been killed already. My Cold from the herd. My beard like three different colors in it. I know. You're a freak. <laughs> I know. Uh, I know. I, I know. A good detective has to school himself to remember all sorts of little facts like that until it gets to be a habit with him. Both you. But if you're the witness, isn't that more your job as a detective? Why do you need to memorize what someone's hair was? The problem is the Hardy Boys are both in this particular case. Oh, okay. That's so they're both the witness and the detectives. Both of you have been wor- looking at Mr. Norton for about three years. But you aren't seeing Mr. Norton. And you don't know the color of his hair. And if I had asked whether he was in the habit of wearing lace shoes or buttoned shoes, you would be stumped altogether. As a matter of fact, some Sherlock bullshit. Mr. Norton is bald (laughs) and wears a a chestnut wig. You ever noticed that? He always wears button shoes. He belongs to the Elks and his favorite author is Dickens. This is some Sherlock shit. I know, right? The boys looked at each I looked at their father in amazement. Hang on, let's look gobsmacked. <gasps> oh, wow, <laughs> you're so amazing for withholding evidence. But, Dad, you've never met him. Uh, hang on, this, uh, okay. I've never been introduced to him, but I've passed him on the street a number of times. So, I so know how exactly. do you know who he is? Exactly. I know who he is. I know by, the, by his, his demeanor down the street. Clearly, that's the walk of a superintendent of schools. And if he's a superintendent here, the most likely to be the closest school that needs a superintendent. Here go. He's bald. <laughs> he's, just, he's, just the, he's just the principal from, from Back to the Future. Slacker. Slacker, when, McFly. When your, power, when your powers of observation have been trained as mine, have been, it is no trick at all to take away a mental photograph of a man. After seeing him once. Ew, are you taking mental photographs of everybody <laughs> that, that you're walking by? I on? see them all naked in my I'm head. I get you. I just took a photo of you with my mind. It's too late. I've seen everything. <laughs> if you're especially observant, <laughs> it isn't hard to notice such details as that regarding the wig. A wig has never had, never has the same appearance as natural hair, which is why we still make them for some reason to think that the people think that they look natural. It's because they're made out of straw. <laughs> And they're painted brown. God damn it. But how do you know he belongs to the Elks? Asked Joe. I know. This is fucking bad. Well, it's like this. Joe is clearly placed as the idiot between the two. So he's constantly talking to his dad about questions and stuff. And Frank's like the go hard. I know what I'm doing. Let's not make Frank look dumb because he's the heavyweight. Exactly. Exactly. Frank's the doing one. He's the older one. Therefore, he he knows more. But Frank, but Joe, he's an innocent. He's an idiot. He has to ask all the dumb questions that we don't need to know. Uh, belongs to the Alks, asked Joe. He wears the Lodge album as a watch charm. What the fuck is a watch charm? Um, I'm going to assume it's a charm that hung off watches at one point. Like, actually, if he had a pocket watch, you can put jewelry on a pocket oh, okay. watch chain. Yeah, yeah. I guess they still This is the then. 20s, so probably pocket watch. Um, it didn't say wristwatch. It's because they would call it a wristwatch. Oh, you're watch right, you're right. They back in the day. Yeah. And how do you know his favorite author is Dickens? On three separate occasions that I met Mr. Norton. Didn't he just say he just saw him like on the I've street? I've never met him, but I've met him. And that one time I gave him a hand job. I've, I, <laughs> I never met him in the traditional sense. <laughs> but we've met, uh, f- what's it called? We've, uh, oh, uh, I don't remember. you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know what you're That's talking about. Yeah. yeah, We knew each other biblically. 
That there you go. It. I got there it. You go. In the biblical sense, we, of the word. We met the biblical sense <laughs> in the ether. But the in the ether is the name of the toilet stall of the third world. <laughs> For a good time call. Norton, I noticed that he was wearing carrying a book. Once it was Oliver Twist. Another time it was a tale of two cities. And the third time it was David Copperfield. So I judged that his favorite author must be Dickens. I am right. Am I right? You like that Dickens so much? You want to Dickens me in me? I don't know. I don't know. Just do it. Just do me. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Oh, I have a line? Yes. Yeah. Frank gets to ask a question. Frank gets to ask. I always guess. talk to Dickens to us. Or he always talks to Dickens to us at school. Said Frank. Because he's just making statements. Frank makes the statements. Joe asks the questions. I, I provide the filler. It, it's simple enough. Once you get the habit, remarked Mr. Ha- Mr. Hardy, you must train yourselves. Now I'm going into more of a weird voice. You must train yourselves to be observant so that in time you will automatically remember the details. You already, about, you already told me this, Dad. Shut up about people you meet and places you visited. These are facts that you're telling me. You We're don't know. We're sitting in a room together. You don't know anything, Joe. What's the color of my hair? Can you tell me? How many times do you think we've met? <laughs> we've Has technically it, never met. I don't think it's even been thousands. <laughs> but I'm a good dad, so it's been a few hundred. At least. Uh, we've been alive for 15 years. That averages out to two obser- observations a year. Uh, 2.5 observations. A, a month. A month. Now, if Harity and Mr. Brown had been at all, at all observant, in spite of the fact that they were surprised and frightened, because <coughs> they're terrible policemen. They Those would. Witnesses or poli- they're poli- I, I, no, no, no. I, I, I started asking and I stopped caring halfway through my own sentence. They're, 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 I think they're just normal folk. I don't think they're police. Um, here we are. They would have been able to give the police a very thorough description of the man who had to hold up the steamboat office. And if the man. He was the superintendent. He, he has wigs. <laughs> I solved it. Huh. Yep, it is. It's the superintendent. Way to go, dude. Thanks, man. He figured if it I'm out. I'm right. I'm gonna be so sad. <laughs> you have to remember, it was the 20s. A lot of the tropes weren't there yet. So, okay. yeah. Actually, this is probably old hat, even when for them. And if the man happened to be a professional thief, old wig. The description <laughs> would have helped the officers ascertain who he was, because once a man has served a prison term, his description oh, is shit. kept on file. It is Al. As it is, we know him about him is that he has a probably redheaded. That isn't much to go on. I love that it took all that just to go on that line that could have edited. I, I feel like we could have cut it down to those those two. But uh, I like that it's like, oh, his description's cut on file. He hasn't paid his debt to society by going no. to prison. No, no, no. We sh- we don't keep. Well, we, you, you have to keep paying forever. You never get a leg up. Even then, you've never. made a mistake. You've paid it. But now you gotta keep paying. There's back taxes. You're gonna carry that weight. I'm afraid Chet hasn't had much chance of recovering his roadster. Tip, Joe's given up, and it's Said only Joe. chapter five. I know, right? You never can tell. Remarked his father. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it's gone forever. These things happen. Oh, is it my turn still? Okay. Yeah. It may turn up sometime. Perhaps the thief will give himself into the trouble yet. Keep your ears and eyes open. Shouldn't the police be doing that? 
<laughs> Why do we have to keep doing like the beats as kids? I don't know. Uh, budget cuts, man. It was the depression. <laughs> and yeah, and now, if you don't mind, I have some reports to write. Because that's what I was doing when you walked in. <laughs> Writing reports in, in high, booze. Smoking. I was about to say, all my booze are reports. Uh, oh, I, you know what? I don't want to talk to you anymore. So Dad's go knee right deep through. in reports. He's gone through at least three bottles today. I'm on report number <laughs> 16 ounce report. Uh, then I got to finish up real quick. I need a three finger report. <laughs> anyway. That's the name of uh, Frank and Joe. The superintendent. <laughs> three finger report. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a Dick Tracy character. <laughs> Come here, three finger. Three finger, be report and report. Uh, Frank and Joe took the took the hint and left their father to That's his really work. A hint. I, I, <laughs> I want you to leave. Get out. <laughs> Keep your. Uh, but although they talked long into the night on possible ways and means of recovering Chet's car, they were able to devise no plan for tracing the thief. You talk all night, but not actually have anything. It's 1927, dude. What are you gonna do? I don't know why they're talking. There's like they, they got nothing are else at to a do. Dead end. So I think this chapter is going to have some new exciting shit happening. To mm-hmm. maybe we'll have see. Forward. We'll see. We'll see. Oh, I say exciting. I, I don't mean really. All bad. right. I think. Hang on. And and through the week. Uh yeah sure, that's it. And through the week that followed, there were no further clues. <laughs> <laughs> Chet had given up all hope of seeing his I think roaster. New the roaster again. happen. Uh, and then nothing happened. Nothing. Nothing at all. It was gone. This is typical for Grand Theft Auto. The end. All right. Now it's on you. Your chat. Uh, I sure miss the old bus. He told the Hardy Boys after school on Friday afternoon. I got a new bus pass because my <laughs> car got stolen. And I, I like waiting for the bus. Chet, how'd you get white gloves and ears? Oh. 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 Oh, don't worry about it. Oh, <laughs> I had some new friends. Well, well, they stole my car. They beat the shit out of me. They gave me this black eye. Oh, jeez. Oh, 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 goodness. All right. Anyway. <laughs> so I got more to read. Oh, yeah. uh, I, I have okay. I have to take my chances and I'll catch rides and in and out of town. And, and the, those... Those truck drivers, they want, they want some specific things, and I'll, I'll just do what they say. I heard they have only two ways of accepting payment. The front end and the back end, they sometimes ask for both. <laughs> well, last night I was walking halfway home before a car came along and, and gave me a lift. Oh and then I had to give them a lift, too. <laughs> uh, Sa- Saturday will be a pretty dull day for you now. Oh, you just bet your sweet life it will be dull. I can't take any more excitement. Oh, my mouth's so dry from all that working and blowing. Uh, nothing to do but sit around on the farm. Better come with us t- tomorrow. I love the hyphening of this. Is that a dash inside tomorrow? I, it, it, it's how I just speak tomorrow. That's a That's a sweet new catchphrase you got there. Uh, <laughs> a bunch of us are just. Uh, oh, no, that's Joe. A bunch of us are going fishing near the dick. No, that's Joe. You have. A, I think we have a request from uh, from the ether. Okay. Uh, can you can you do? Uh, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> no. <laughs> can you roll your eyes back and make them look fully white like the Undertaker? D W D W one two three D W. Do that. Can you? Do that? Yeah, I'm not gonna. Oh god, that hurts. Like a, That's the furthest I could go. I'm not All gonna right. try. Ugh, I'll I appreciate the question. Uh, 
big WWE fan. Okay. Thank you for the follow. Thank, thank you for the follow. Thanks for the suggestion. We we cannot. We are not. <laughs> we are not worthy. <laughs> I, I I I can't slam. No. All right. So Joe's. I don't uh, know any lingo. I'm just gonna move on like as if I know what's cool. All right. Tomorrow. Um, a bunch of us are tra- are going fishing up near the dam. You can meet us up at the crossroads near Willow River. Whoa, good idea! <laughs> Said Chet. What a time! <laughs> fishing! <laughs> what what riveting shit! <laughs> Let's go blow my mind! And this is Sega Pro bass fishing. It really isn't the most fantastic time. You didn't say it was fishing, did you? Well, that's that's a horse of a different color. <laughs> All right, hang on. Uh, ten ten o'clock. Fine! I'll be there! Gosh, I'll see where I'll get a ride home! There goes a hay wagon! <laughs> Literally grabbing the first thing! <laughs> there goes a hay wagon! <laughs> and it's headed right for the next farm! It's It's got it written on the side there! Next farm! A long wagon rumbled slowly toward the boys. A lean and solemn farmer perched on the front seat, half asleep. The horses dwaddled along. Uh, uh, this is Let's lamb biler Billers, the, the laziest man of the night. <laughs> he's, he's fucking working, man. Why are you getting on him? I love he's it. in the middle of his job. I know. Shit. Uh, no, we got shell on the working man. That's all you could do. Watch me have some fun with him here. Said Chet. Doing some rock there. Oh, yeah, but it yeah, was a request. That's uh, up to you. Oh, I said it. Chet took from his pocket an automobile horn. Uh, oh, okay. Chet took from his pocket an automobile horn, because that's what you got in your pocket is a giant they stole horn. everything but the horn! <laughs> I kept it. It's my lucky horn. He had originally bought it for the roadster, but had not the but had but had not had time to install. Installs one L. Install is one L. What the fuck? It was more efficient back in the day. <laughs> gotta save those gotta save that L press on the mecha- on that on the mechanical typewriter. You got man, my fingers, I can't stand the L. Oh, it's too many L's. Ah it it uh, install it before the car was stolen. Thank God I got this explanation. I, I don't care. We really need the backstory on this horn. This horn's got more character development than most of the characters in the story. <laughs> <laughs> the horn was a new type, very small, yet it had a particularly r- uh shit rock shit r- Raucous? Raucous. Ruckus? Raucous. Raucous. Shrek. Shriek. Whatever. We don't know how to pronounce things. I can't read. That's half the show. (laughs) The Hardy Boys grinned as they saw Chet step out onto the road and swing himself lightly up on the back of the wagon. Mr. Bylers was bringing up some supplies from the back to the farm, and Chet was hidden from a view. This is by a narrator a of flower. Truly, uh, like, whatever. Omni- uh, uh, omnipresent. Omnipresent. Uh, like, I know everything. And omniscient. Omniscient, yeah. He's just like, I can see into the hearts and minds of everyone. I know what you're doing. Stop touching yourself, Mr. Hardy. I'm working on a report. Right. As the wagon rumbled past, Chet sounded the automobile horn. It shrieked sharply and insistently. Mr. Bylers, Mr. Billers, uh, being a lazy man, oh, did not man. even look behind. He simply Ooh. tugged lightly at the reins of the horse, and the horses edged over to the side of the road. <laughs> he Bullshit. See, he's a very smart man, because his instinct was to pull over and let the car pass. That happened. Yeah. Yeah, that happened. Yeah, of course. Sure. Having heard the horn, Mr. Billers expected an automobile would pass, but when no car flashed by, he turned indolently in his seat and looked behind. 
The road was roadway was clear. Man, this is some. There was not an automobile in sight. This is what we have to do to get paid as a writer who's writing a book and makes one set a word. You add a bunch of shit that doesn't fucking matter, but you get the word count up. What? And this is also a pretty long chapter, so we'll see how far we get today. It's gonna be a lot of this. Uh, he did not see Chet doubling up with laughter on the back of the wagon. He gazed doubtfully at the Hardy Boys, who were standing at the curb, probably whistling and kicking cans, because this was still that wasn't that wasn't seen as a thing back then. That was just how kids were, t- trying to conceal their smiles. Could have swore I heard a horn," grunted Mister Billers. Then he tugged at the lines and brought the horses into the middle of the road again. Instantly, the horn shrieked again. Um, this man, time, I can't get enough of this. Dude, this is, this Chet's a dick. Yeah. Like, he's just, <laughs> my <laughs> car's so gone. Fun. My I'm, car's gone. I'm going to fuck I'm with gonna this I'm going to give you tinnitus, and it's going to be a great time. <laughs> what? Do you hear that? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Billers uh, went mad and killed himself later. No, uh. Uh, this time it was even louder and more insistent than before. It seemed that an automobile was right behind the wagon, clamoring to pass. Almost automatically, Mr. Billers yanked at the reins and the horses again went to the side of the road. Maybe Chet deserved to have his car stolen. I think Chet deserves to have his dick rolled over by this wagon. Maybe the, maybe one of the horses should kick him in the fucking teeth. That'd be great. But again, no car went by. Riveting. Again, Mr. Billers looked behind. Again, to his astonishment, he saw the roadway was clear. I don't even remember the fucking voice I did. I'm already bored. Uh, hey, if I didn't think I heard a horn, exclaimed Mr. Billers, ex- gently puzzled, greatly puzzled, as he drove on again. My ears must be going back on me. But in a few minutes, the horn shrieked again. Joe and Frank and Joe were walking <laughs> along the road, keeping abreast of the wagon so as to not miss the fun. Chuckled as they saw Mr. Billers once more. So they're all bullies, and they like to pick on people. They're basically dicks. Yeah. 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 Uh, Fuck these kids? Pretty much. Just like the, the Hardy Boys are not endearing themselves at all to the reader. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. Anyway. Man, they're real heroes. Look at them. I can't wait for them to grow up like their dad. Selling all the files in, in the room, except they're practicing with they're practicing with iced tea or something else. Because, you know, it's the 20s. Um, Drink up, Joe. <laughs> you gotta be a man. But I don't wanna. It tastes like fire. Ah, hey, ah. Drink it. <laughs> it tastes like fire down my throat. <laughs> Uh, they saw Mr. Billers once more pull on the reins and guide the horses to the roadside. And then he fell off the side of the road, and his horses got tangled together. And they, their, neck, their necks got snapped. And then they, ta- and then they fell on top of him, and he suffocated. There was no laughter that day, and Chet still had a good time fishing. Uh-uh. The farmer, <laughs> the farmer recalled how he had been fooled on the previous occasions, and he looked quickly around, but there was no car in sight. Mr. Billers gazed around down the roadway for a long time. Page three of this shit. It, uh, seriously, we are rolling in thick on this action. But then he sighed, for the air was one uh, who, for the with the with, blah, with the air of one whose patience had been tri- long tried. That's a tough one. Must be something the matter with my ears. He muttered and drove on. The Great War really fucked them. <laughs> I remember stabbing a man in the chest and watching the light leave his eyes. Honk, honk. (laughs) 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 Who's doing that? (laughs) At this moment, his a luxurious sedan swept around a corner and drew up close behind the wagon. Car accident, murder. This is how we. This is how you get manslaughter charges. Exactly right. 
There was a chauffeur at the wheel, and he sounded his horn impatiently, for the road was narrow and he was unable to get past. Lem Bellers smiled darkly at himself and paid no attention. Uh, 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 uh. Uh, it's you. You're playing Lem Bellers. No shit. Sorry, I, I was half a pair. Uh, Keep up, away. friend. Keep up. I was too far. I was too far ahead. Don't read there ahead. There it goes again. <laughs> he grumbled. I must be hearing things. Hang me if I'll turn out anymore with there. Ain't no car there to turn out for. The wagon continued in the center of the road. The chauffeur of the car glared at Lem Beller's back and sounded the horn again. <laughs> I love our Foley studio we have. It's a full crew of five people who graduated from uh, the Berkeley School of Music. The, still, the farmer paid no attention. We don't pay them. Chet, limp with laughter. Almost rode off the wagon. Frank and Joe <laughs> could could control their mirth no more, no longer, and leaned against Hold the telephone mirth, post Joe. with shouts of glee. The chauffeur, believing that the boys were laughing at him because he could not get past, because <laughs> purple the road rage. Yeah, right. Became purple with anger. Yep. He shouted. He sounded the horn again and again, and finally, uh, uh. with Lem Billers obstinately refused to pay attention. He looked wildly about for a policeman. Who's oh, looking God. for a policeman? Lem or the chauffeur? The chauffeur. Okay. As luck would have it, Constable Con Riley. Man, this shit is fucking developing more than the plot of this fucking story. Dude, uh, or, 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 hey, we actually might be able to fit two chapters in again. We're Ooh, coming close okay, to the end. Okay. Uh, Constable Con Riley was amp, ambling, amp, ambling, ambling along Main Street at that moment. Where the? I don't understand the direction of the city. We have a coast highway. We have a Main Street. Well, no, the coast rural farms. Rural farms by the sea. Back roads. It's like, I feel like we're like hillbilly country that got shoved up against the coast because they really wanted good real estate value. The United States got uh, squeezed down by... 10, Into a microcosm? 10,000%. 10, 10, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. I just wanted to make sure I was the, wasn't the only one noticing that. Um, Wondering if it would soon be supper time and hoping his wife would serve corned beef and cabbage that evening because he's very much that that stereotype he just loves i just want corned beef. beef just give me that corned beef <laughs> and a pint of guinness he was aroused by it from his trance by the chauffeur who mm. brought the sedan to a stop and ran over to him like seriously i think that's pretty on the nose with this shit he's getting aroused by the chauffeur no he's getting a what getting aroused by the chauffeur no i think he was getting aroused by the corned beef he wants to have at home oh yeah there you go he's gonna fuck the corned beef <laughs> officer arrest that man roared the chauffeur, pointing at Lem Billers. What for? Demanded Khan, taking off his helmet and scratching his head. Because <laughs> that's what you do when, a, when you got a guy trying to raise you. Like, what gotta, for? My head itches. I got no time for this. Obstructing the traffic. He won't let me pass. I've been sounding my horn for the last five minutes. And he won't let me go past. Ho, ho, ho. Uh, oh, wow. That's actually the line. I thought you were just making that up. said Constable Riley well he can't get away with that not while Con Riley's on the beat you're not a superhero are you gonna go sound the the signal it's a corned beef in silhouette I'm gonna go beat him like the con I am Uh, con (laughs) (laughs) and with that he ran out into the road shouting at Lim Bellers to stop I wish I could do uh, a con impression I can't. You can't do con? I can't do con. You can't do with my hand. Oh, what is it? His line? It's Shakespeare. I reach out. I stab at thee. Yeah. 
Yeah. Kirk. You can't do Ricardo Montalban? <laughs> I... No one can do Ricardo like Ricardo. Right? I, I wish I could re- impersonate his so, chest yeah, plate that so he wore. So much chest. So much chest. Those rip-roaring pecs of his. Uh, maybe if I if I had a, a Damn it, now i got to watch that movie tonight. Yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's a good movie. It's, it's one of those movies where the, the villain and the hero never meet. You're right. They don't. Uh, it's also a very interesting thing that all the good Star Trek movies are even numbered. But anyway, yeah, continuing yeah. on. Um, at least for the original, tr- the original six movies. Um, anyway. Uh... At Constable's command, the farmer halted his team and gazed in amazement at the chauffeur and the officer as they came running up to him. Oh, my God. Just come on. Chet's an asshole. Move <laughs> on. We get it. Well, this is you. I don't even know where we're at. Uh, you're, oh, uh, okay. You're the constable. Why uh, won't you let him pass? Demanded the constable. Didn't you see? Di- uh, don't you see? Do- don't say you didn't hear me. Roared the chauffeur. I sounded my horn fifty times. Well, sure, I heard a horn. Admitted by Billers. But he added triumphantly, "I didn't see no car." Oh my god! <laughs> this is you. Uh, you have an argument with yourself. Yeah. Are you blind? Asked Riley. There's the car. Let Billers look behind. Unfortunately, I'm doing the same voice. I think for both of them. Sorry no, about they're, that. they're different. They're a little bit different. Whatever. Good to go. Whatever. <laughs> Uh, look, Billers looked from behind. At the sight of the sedan, his jaw dropped. Well, I'll be hanged, he declared sadly. It must be my eyes going back on me, growing back into my head again. Because <laughs> they got gouged out the last time I got into a car accident. Not my ears. I looked behind three times and I couldn't see no car. Don't believe him, officer, said the chauffeur. Hang him. He didn't. Yeah, <laughs> Do what he says, hang him. It's 1920s. <laughs> he didn't even turn around. Is you. Man, I'm doing terrible this episode. Yeah, you are. Uh, keep up, keep up. <laughs> I did so! Contended Billers. Then why didn't you let me pass? You didn't have no car! I heard a horn, but I didn't see no car! Thereupon, the argument grew fast and furious. Constable Riley was vastly puzzled. Riveting. I know. <laughs> Someone cue the, the Law & Order sound effect. Ba-bum! <laughs> Uh, he didn't know what to make of it. Both the chauffeur and Lem Billers appeared to be telling the truth. Yet, there was something wrong somewhere. He could tell his senses were tingling. His, just his, start shooting. <laughs> just pulls out his gun. Just wildly starts shooting into the wagon. He took, out, he took it all the way down to the notebook. While, uh, while Mr. Billers and the chauffeur grew angrier and angrier at each other. Until what finally, the what they were... About? He's writing down what they were saying. They okay. were uh, on the point of settling the matter with their fists. Ooh, I would like to settle a traffic ticket with my fisticuffs. Yeah, but I'd officer, each other. we fa- we sh- we did fi- we figured out fair and square with our f- hands. <laughs> officer, we got it. You saw Sir, sir I cannot mind. understand you, sir. Sir, I cannot understand. I'm gonna push you. Sir, I'm gonna ev- I'm gonna convict you for murder. Okay, <laughs> hang me. <laughs> In the meantime, there was a steadily lengthening line of cars and wagons blocking the street did they not pull over like onto the side <laughs> of the road they're just fighting in the street <laughs> it's just anarchy because some kid just had to fuck with a guy driving a wagon unable to get past because Chet is a goddamn menace i know right past the wagon and the sedan i bet joe's like sitting there lamenting inviting him it's like that kid you have to invite to a party but yeah, you oh, don't yeah, want yeah, them yeah. to come you're hoping they say no yeah anyway a constant chorus of automobile horns sounded angry drivers uh-uh. Angry drivers roared at the uh, at the officer to clear the road. Constable Riley threw up his hands in disgust. 
Get out of your way, both of you, he commanded. I can't stand here arguing all afternoon. And while Lem Billers, wondering whether his eyes or his ears had deceived him, drew his horses to the side of the road and muttered strong threats of vengeance against the chauffeur, who has no name, the traffic tra- traffic tangle gradually abated. When I'm he- going to murder him. When he finally resumed his journey, the Hardy Boys could not see Chet. Could see Chet lying limply on the back of the wagon with tears of laughter running down his face. How did they not see Chet in any of these angles? I don't know. I don't. I, I don't know. It's a covered wagon, apparently, from you know when they were coming over land. The Hardy overland. Boys can see him because they have X-ray vision. That they're Hardy because, Boys because they're om- omniscient, uh, omnipresent, char- omnipresent characters as well. As for our omniscient, I don't know which one it is. If you're listening, know. you tell us which one it is. Sure, my friend Bree's yelling at us right now. As for Frank and Joe, they laughed all the way home during supper that evening because they're pe- both pieces of shit as well. Yeah, their spa- their spasmatic outbursts of chuckles puzzled their parents extremely. Are we raising sociopaths, Mr. Hardy? Jesus Christ, Mr. Hardy, Dad, are you? Ha- are we raising sociopaths? I need to know. I'm your wife. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, I've got a mystery for you to solve here. <laughs> Where's my booze? <laughs> Where's my drink? <laughs> The mystery of the missing Don't drink. Don't talk to the boys. You're you're giving them ideas that you women can talk. But I I'm your wife. Do you want to do chapter six? I say fuck it. Let's go. We got half an hour. We're good to go. Okay. We did that in half an hour. We're good. We're golden. We could do a uh, commercial break. Is it the sex? Oh, I guess we could. Yeah. Why not? And we'll, this one early. Yeah. I mean, well, uh, isn't between the stacks also our Patreon exclusive? So this is kind of like a little sneak peek. Uh. Yeah, I wasn't thinking we were doing it on air. I was thinking we were turning it off and bouncing. Oh. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I, I get it now. For 30 minutes. Oh, right. Because, got it. Okay. Cool. What do you think? Uh, you keep going? Up to you. Well, here, yeah, I'm going to pause it now. All right, uh, we're going to... Let's jump into... Chapter f- six? Yes, yeah. Roman numerals. This would not play with today's audience. Tire tracks. Next day. Thank you for the title. Yeah. Title title shot. I love the tire tracks have stuck around for over a week. Anyway, next day was Saturday. Page 46. And immediately after breakfast, the Hardy Boys asked their parent mother to make up a lunch for them. As make me lunch. I am not a slave. I am your mother. What? You're talking, not making lunch. <laughs> for them, as they intended to spend all day in the woods with a number of their school chums. Uh, riveting. Miss, Miss, Ms. Hardy, Mrs. Hardy, Mrs. Hardy, uh, quickly. They're married. Made up a generous package of sandwiches, not forgetting to slip in several big slices of the boy's favorite cake. And the lad started off. I love that's her only role. She's just the food supplier. You Does she have town. a first name? No, she's Mrs. Hardy, but they don't have a dad's name either. Fenton. Dad's Dad's name? What? Fenton. His name is Fenton? Yeah. Okay, yeah, she's just... This this one this book wouldn't pass the the Bechdel test, okay? Just want to point that out. Uh, she has no agency but to make the food. I choose what you get to eat. I'm a microwave. Those are my choices. And then she made them pickles and ham. The oh microwave God, I don't even have that. I do. I, I just got to solve the mystery of uh, what temperature should I set the oven? <laughs> Is it 350 <laughs> or 400? The narrator doesn't specify, so I have all the freedom I want. <laughs> Inside the... These five walls of the oven. I'm queen. 
<laughs> I am queen of Kenmore land. <laughs> Welcome to Kenmore territory. How you must burn inside the Kenmore. All praise the Kenmore. What, honey? Oh, I'll write this right now. I'll get you a drink right right away. <laughs> I'm a queen here. I'm a queen. I'm, I'm gonna queen. make some. I'm gonna make some tea because I'm the queen. <laughs> Lunch time. Mom, what are you talking about over there? Where's our sandwiches? Oh, sorry. Oh, here's your brown paper bags to go. Be, be nice to me, boys. Don't hit me again. <laughs> the whole holiday before them. Uh, hang on. Your transition back is lovely. They met the other boys, half a dozen and all, oh, on the God. road at the outskirts. I can't wait to get bat stories on every single one of them, because they fucking matter, apparently. Dude, they, what the fuck was up with that chapter of, I of the cars know. and shit? Uh, what it, a, what a if anything, it gives you a slice of life into a time that doesn't exist anymore, but even then, did it? Is my question. I don't, I don't care. Maybe shit like that did occur, but I don't know to the comedic value that is no longer there. So... He's not going to look behind him. He didn't look behind him the first time. He looked behind him three times, and then he got tired of it. But if you're operating a like wagon, you're going to look. Yeah. I'm right. sorry. Anyway. So stupid. They met the other boys, half a dozen and all, on the road. That's why we need automation for cars. <laughs> honk, honk. The computer doesn't give a shit, Chet. The computer can see his cameras at every side. Hey, in fact, it's opening the tailgate. It tells you to jump out. It's just going to slowly push you out of the car now. <laughs> if you try to jump in it, it would just like hit you in the face with the fucking. It decided, it decided culturally you don't, you're not relevant. So get the fuck out. Even at speed, it has that, it has that ability now. Um, it's an upgrade in the, uh, in the top tier of the fanciest cars. On the road on the outskirts of town, and so whistling and chattering and telling jokes, the group trudged along the dusty highway. Do you remember that time when Chet fucked with that guy who was driving the wagon? Wasn't that great? Uh, once yeah, in I a while, just like him, he sounds like a great guy, right? Once in a while, they uh, they would explore along the fences for berry bushes, Riveting. and occasionally a really friendly scuffle shit. would start. To end with both laughing contestants covered in dust. <laughs> I'm gonna punch you in the face. Oh, I what fucked a your mother. Oh, 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 oh you're oh, the best. Oh, what chums. Yeah. When they reached the crossroads, Chet had not yet appeared, so they rested in the shade of the trees. Please let Chet be dead. Uh, until at length, the chubby youth came painting, pa panting along the road, his lunch under his arm. So, is it? It's you. Are you sure? Is it Chet? Yeah, he said. Okay. If only I had my roadster, I wouldn't be late. He said as he came up to it's them. It's been missing for weeks, but I, I'm still not used to it. Lamenting over the fact that I have to use the legs that God gave me. I'm a little overweight because I just drive around the roadster. It just means all you the got time. more fuel, Chet. Keep running. <laughs> oh. uh, I've been so used to it that I've forgotten how long it takes to walk this far. Well. Are we all set then? Asked Frank. Everybody's here. We are. Where are we going? Uh, I think it's Frank. <laughs> sure. What do you say to Willow Grove? All oh, of, okay, oh, this is Jam. All those in favor say, aye, aye. <laughs> Demanded Chet. And there was a chorus of, aye, aye! from the crowd. It's animals. This Chet decided. Shut the fuck up, it's my line. Yeah, I'm about to say, you're here now. You're I leading. I actually have a presence in the story. Uh, Willow okay. Grove, it shall be. Let's go and murder somebody. <laughs> what? We're what? going fishing. Whoa, whoa. 
Willow Grove was about a mile further on. It was some distance in it was some distance in from the road, and it was on the banks of the Willow River, from which it got its name. <laughs> Crazy. It was an ideal place for a picnic, and it was somewhat early in the season. It was hardly like it was hardly likely that other parties from the city would be in the grove that day. Frank told there's the other city, boys there's a uh, Town, whole, cities, towns, counties, farms. all sorts of things. It's a it's a conglomeration of the Tri County area. Yeah, exactly. By the coast in some nameless town. I feel like we're on a Catan board or something like that. <laughs> I do you have any brick? I need brick. I'll trade <laughs> right. you five sheep for two brick. Hey, yeah, you would. I need it. The economy's bad these days. Ships fasties with every roll. Um Frank told the other boys about Chet's adventure with the auto horn, and the story was greeted with shouts of laughter because they're all assholes, which were redoubled when Chet told how he had later jumped from the wagon and ran along and run along behind, shouting to Lem Bellers to give him a ride. Jesus Christ, I, what an asshole. This story's so fucking stupid. You see, if at least in Back to the Future, Marty McFly just grabbed hold of bumpers and didn't say shit. He was just happy to get and a they free don't lift. Care, then? Yeah, exactly. Um it was a shame, he confessed. The poor old chap reined in his horses and made me come up and sit on the seat beside him. What a fucking asshole for making you do that, Chet. He asked me if I wanted to walk, if I'd walk very far, and then he told me all about his argument with the police and the chauffeur. I couldn't hardly keep my face straight. When the boys reached a lane that led in toward Willow Grove from the main road, they broke into a run and raced into the woods to be murdered by Jason Voorhees, shouting and yelling like wild Indians. Ooh. Well, actually, that's a... Uh, mm-hmm. well, we're, I just feel yeah. like we're opening the door to... We're getting there. We're getting there. Close. So, slowly but surely, the uh, it's going to get more, I think. Uh, hello. Just some... Lonely, just some lonely taco. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> uh, Once. Uh, oh, were we, were we, okay, thank you. Once in the friendly shade of the trees, they cap- they capered. There's a caper. <laughs> they capered about in the joy of their Saturday freedom. Chet They've took- been walking around for hours, and now they're fucking... Now they're free. Free from the judgmental eye of society. And they got naked and went swimming. I don't know. I, I'm sure it's going to get... Get there, Chet. I know <laughs> it's gonna get real close. Oh, take your clothes off, boys. Let's have some fun. Chet's gonna be the one that suggested too. Hog, <laughs> hog. Oh, <laughs> I like what you're doing. This is fun. Chet took charge of the lunches and stored them in a conventional clearing, oh, the and then began to rush for the river. Huh? The fat kid would do that. <laughs> I'll take those, and I don't mind me. Don't worry about it. I'm not gonna eat them. I promise. Suddenly, the horse's ass split in two. Um, penetrated deeper into the woods. Uh. Oh, wait, I, I jumped ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know what you're uh, talking freedom? Yeah, yeah. Which I took uh, lunches. Okay, cool. Okay, rush for the river. The day passed in the usual fashion for, of of such days. They swam. They ate. They loafed about under the trees. They played games at imminent risk of life and limb. What? They got, like, swords or something in that river? And they're like, All right, close your eyes. <laughs> I'm going to throw this dagger at the above your head. They don't explored move. the route. They explored the... Oh, you moved. <laughs> Oh, boy. Stick your hand in that snake hole. <laughs> they explored the woods and otherwise enjoyed themselves with Let's all that. Let's pretend to hang Joe. Happy <laughs> energy. Uh, no, no. I, I don't want. No, no, please don't. Huh, wrangle him up. <laughs> don't let him get away. 
This is suddenly turning into a Stephen King uh, ho- uh, bully level of uh, bullying when it comes to that shit. Punch him in the face! Seriously, I don't understand how Stephen King bullies are even real. Like, they're fucking just pieces of just evil. They're just fucking evil, period. Like, there's no way that's a human being. Anyway. I, I believe it. I mean, I'm sure it existed, but it happens like in every single fucking book. And it's like, I just, I, I come to feel like I don't believe it. Um, <laughs> anyway. Um, I think we're going to see Chet uh, appearing again in the Stephen King book. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, they explore the woods and blah, 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 blah. Joe Hardy uh, was, who was an amateur naturalist in his way. What does that mean? I don't know. I think he means he likes the woods or likes nature. When roaming uh, went roaming off by himself during the afternoon, while the other boys were enjoying their third swim for the day, and penetrated deeper into the woods, he poked. I'm on my third swim already, and then I went to my fourth and my fifth. I count my swims. Don't you count your swims? No. What? Okay. Well, take your clothes off, and I'll start counting for you. Okay. Now it's time to penetrate deeper into those woods. Mm-mm-mm. Um, he poked about. Under, uh, he poked around the undergrowth, examining various flowers and plants that came to his attention, but discovered no specimens that he had seen before. That he had not seen before. That he had not seen before. Well, Sorry. Wouldn't it be not that fast, like surprising, if he's lived in that area and he just now is finding uh, he's finding species. shit that he's already seen? Yeah, it's not that. Surprising. It would be it would be fascinating if he did find one that he hadn't seen. It would be fascinating if the story would just get on the story and stop fucking around like with this bullshit. A th- we're a third of this way to the book, and I don't know what the fuck the story's about. What's the tower treasure? Where's the tower? <laughs> what is the treasure? <laughs> we haven't even fucking got that far. There We've gotten a, a car. Got There's a redhead, maybe. A convenience store got fucking Yeah, and then there was held a, f- up. a guy, getting, guy getting his livelihood fucked with by a kid because he just wanted a lift, and then he pretended... To, it, it, it's... What are we doing here? They're solving crimes. What are we doing? They're creating more crimes and chaos than they solve. I think they're trying to Which, create a crime so they can solve it. I mean, that is scared trying that scarcity economy. You know, like <laughs> who's gonna solve the crime? I think we can do it. Give us about five days to two hundred dollars a day, and we'll have this cracked. Ever since the stock market crashed, the only way to solve crimes is to create them. <laughs> <laughs> Who robbed the bank? I don't know. Let me I put don't this. Know. Let me just change my wig. <laughs> Hang on, I put my my uh, my giant dollar note sack away. Okay, I think I can figure out who who did this. We found 80% of the money. <laughs> We're turning it back to the bank. You've got a reward, don't you? <laughs> Look oh. at you double dipping. <laughs> Clever kid. Anyway, um, uh, he was just on the point of going back when the other lads, uh, to the other lads, when he saw, uh, when he saw before him where, where a small clearing. It was part of the grove in which he had never been. He finally found something new, so he well, plotted gotta, on Joe's through. Joe's got his own secret garden. <laughs> There's a little kid in the wheelchair. Hello, governor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, I don't know what to do. Uh, okay. <laughs> I've never read this book. I only know the visual reference. That's it. Anyway, um, plotted through on the book. Uh, so he plotted through the bushes until he found himself in a clearing that appeared to be part of an abandoned roadway. It was on a it was in a low lying part of the grove and the part of the ground and the ground was wet at one point it was muddy and it was in this mud joe saw something that aroused his curiosity he has a raging I'm so aroused by this <laughs> fucking grove mm. tire tracks eh <laughs> that's right this way so much better there's <laughs> been an <laughs> automobile in here oh wait he said he's just kept saying just there's been an automobile in here 
he muttered to himself. I wonder how on earth a car could get this far into the woods. I kind of just want Joe to go on an adventure by himself. Please, Joe, just run away from your shitty brother and all the shitty friends. Go! Be free, you fool! It's like, keep keep telling me about the rabbits, Ned. <laughs> oh, sh- sh- ah, well, they're uh, uh, certain species of this area. They're unusual this time of the year. Oh, God! <laughs> I don't know how to do that. <clears throat> wow, that's a that's a Remington pistol. Yeah. 1912. And he remembered. It's got great action when you pull the trigger. <laughs> then he remembered his father's remarks on the value of developing his powers of observation. So he went over closer and examined the marks in the mud. There's a strange tread, he thought. I've never seen a tire mark quite like this before. He's an actual detective. He's detecting. Oh, my God. We got a detective. He's researching. He's doing it. (coughs) He gazed. I'm taking mind pictures now. (laughs) Hey, guys. Do you want to check out my mind pictures? Sit down. (laughs) Let me pull up my mind palace. He gazed at it until he was sure that if he ever saw a similar auto tread again, he would recognize it. <laughs> Memory. Mm. <laughs> that, hang on, this is you. Oh, wait, it's me. Sorry, I'm so used to Frank talking and Joe just being like, uh-huh. <laughs> I agree with you. Wow, you're amazing. I'm just here to make sure you sound awesome, Frank. That, that just goes to prove that Dad was right, said Joe. Uh, probably I've seen an auto tires like that often, but I've never noticed the markings, and now I do notice one uh, in particular. It seems strange to me. Who but are you talking to? I wonder what an automobile was doing here. I talk to myself at night because I'm the only one who agrees with my point of view <laughs> and how it came to get here in the first place. However... He gave the matter a little further thought and retraced his steps through the woods until he returned to the boys who were getting dressed after their swim. Hot. Uh, I thought automobiles... Oh, hang on. Okay. I thought automobiles weren't allowed in Willow Grove, he said casually to Chet Morton. Neither they are? Uh... Neither they are. It's a pretty normal sentence. <laughs> That's how we talk today. Oh, you have to park just inside the fence. Well, somebody brought a car down here into the grove. I couldn't do that. There's no road. <laughs> what? Spill it, fatty. <laughs> You're the fat one. Shut I up, kid. Ah! 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 Well, string him up. <laughs> He's a liar. <laughs> Now put him around all those tire tracks. I'll just run him over with a car. What? Okay, rub up the engines, boys. Well, we'll tear him in half. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Suddenly it's the hitcher. <laughs> tie his hands to the tree and then tie his legs to the back of the car. Just do it. Do it. <laughs> Don't question it. I'm trying to do my best uh, Rugger Hauer impression and I can't. Uh, all right. What do we got over here? Uh, well, there's a clearing. There's a sort of a clearing over there. Said Joe, monitoring in the motioning in the direction in which he had uh, just returned. It looks as if it had been a road at one point. Eh, 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 I lost it. Uh, That's probably the old oh road at one time. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think it's Frank or Chet? Let's just say it's Chet. That's probably the old Creek Road. It hasn't been used for years. Unless they say Frank, I'm assuming it's the person who just spoke. Yeah, exactly. So. <sighs> you don't um, know what you're talking about, kid. Yeah. Well, you're the same. You're the same age as me, Chet. Shut up! Get on the ground! I'm gonna set you on fire. What? <laughs> no! 
<laughs> the fucking horn is giving me the running gag now. Well, it was it was used just this week. I could oh, tell because can I'm tell. a I'm a You're, forensic pathologist. From all the tire tracks I've looked at, one I could have clearly established that this has been there for a week. I'm a mud I'm a mudologist as well, and I know what this is. I saw the marks of an automobile retire right there not 10 minutes ago and it was a mighty peculiar threat tread too like this and joe commenced to draw a replica of the design in the sand and the replica of how he was never going to have any friends and or sex using a thin (laughs) stick that was his penis of wood (laughs) as a pencil wow chet morton stared wow that's a mighty thin penis pencil you got there (laughs) Why? He exclaimed. Did you take your penis out and stick it in the mud? Well, Chet, I just figured it's about the only time anyone's going to see any it. Friends. No one's going to miss you. They'll never find your body from where I put it. I'm going to cry now. There's only one car in the city that has tires like that. Oh, my God, really? Whose car? I love that Frank's now the passive one because they're trying to find out information, and Frank's the man of action. Yeah. There's action, brother. And there's question, brother. I'm the one doing all the legwork of the detective stuff. He did it. No, what? No, what about... All right, uh, so let's take the picture of the newspapers. No. I uh, did all the work. Oh, Mr. Mayor, the key to the city. Thank what? you. That's my key. Oh, well, Joe, get out of here. You're too young to know. <laughs> Just What's say, my car? Oh. Who's car? Mine! Exclaimed, Mine! Exclaimed Chet, springing to his feet. Where is this road you found, fatty? <laughs> Show me now! But I'm skinny! Shut up, Fanny! No one wants to hear how you're eating. It's my lunch now! (laughs) Joe Hardy quickly led the way, and all the other boys came trooping around along behind. The whole band threw thrown into a state uh, of great excitement by his unexpected discovery. They all knew that Chet's car... I discovered this! Come this way. What? No, this you is didn't. my discovery. You were swimming with the Joe boys. Joe was asking questions, but I found the answers. I found the clearing. I just want to be, I just want something of my own. I don't know why he always hangs around here. He's stupid. I was, I went to Juilliard. No, uh, Chet, let's get out of here before this guy ruins this day anymore. Let's get <laughs> naked again and go back to water. <laughs> they all knew. That Chet's car was of an unusual make, because it was stupid, like him, and that the tires were distinctive, because they're stupid, like him. When they reached the clearing, and Chet had exclaimed that the imprint in the mud, uh, had examined the imprint in the mud, he exclaimed, There's no mistake about it! My car has been here! (laughs) I know it like a child's hand in a face! I... I filled the tread just like this with my tongue and uh, uh, the, the, the levers in the back. Oh, like a lover. Uh, there's no other car in the city has a tread like that. I felt them all. I've seen them all. I love that they think a custom car means you get custom tires. Tires are tires. There's only tires. There's only one of a kind. I was about to say, I'm like. And they made four of a kind. Did and you... they only put them on my car. Did you imprint them yourself at home? And I don't they know. I imprinted them on my body every night. Oh. <laughs> uh, hang on, what do we got? Perhaps this car. Who's still around here? Suggested Frank the idiot we quickly. We should do action time. <laughs> I was about to say bad of action. Keep going. Oh, sorry. For all we could tell, the thief may have abandoned it. And then unabandoned it by picking <laughs> this road as a good place to hide it. It's here oh, again. Okay. 
We just get fucked. We only have conversations with ourselves. Yeah. It would be an ideal place. Agreed, Chet. This road leads off the main highway and isn't often used. Let's take a look around anyway. Get out of the way, Fatty! <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> the boys quickly scattered, taking some uh, t- some taking one side of the road and the rest taking the other. For a while... What do they think they're going to find it? Ten feet away in another bush? It's fucking- Guys, I found it in a bush ten feet away! Well, just like I suspected! Um, I've got my but- keys. I can shape it out of the mud. <laughs> We're just going to eat some iron. We better find it in your blood, fatty! No! Well, ah! we'll find the keys out of this distilled blood! <laughs> DNA powered this car. <laughs> I don't know what that means. It's 1927, but whatever. <coughs> The boys quickly zoomed in. For a while, the the, the search continued without success. Uh, but as Frank and Chat, who were following the abandoned road further down, gave a simultaneous cry. Here's a... Hang on, Chet and Frank. You gotta do two voices at once. Go. Uh, <laughs> Here's a bypath. I'm trying to imagine how Frank and... How can you do this How together? do I do... Bat mouse. Bat... Uh, <laughs> Danger mouse. Here's a behemoth! <laughs> that was a bypath. That's bypath. Bypath, yeah. Here's the bypath! Before them was a narrow roadway, overgrown with weeds and low bushes, that almost hid it from view. It led from the abandoned road to the very depths of the wood. Without hesitation, two boys plunged into it. The roadway... Plunged into it, boys! That's it! Put your, rub your bodies together! This is gonna be great! I like that here's a bypath is the thing that we both say simultaneously <laughs> without discussing it first. Because that just makes a lot of sense. Keep going. The roadway. <laughs> Widen out underneath them. <clears throat> Widen out further on. The wound, then wound about a heavy clump of trees until it came to an end in a wide clearing. And in the clearing stood Chet Morton's lost roadster. I am actually shocked. I am surprised, too, that this actually solved. We solved the case with the Lost Roadster by not doing the case at all. That's a good tower, and that's a good treasure where they got there. <clears throat> Done. Let's, let's wrap it up. Wrapped it up in bu- chapter six. Oh, it's my car! Yeah. Don't touch it, fatty! <laughs> you yelled Chet in delight. His shout was heard all by the... <coughs> was heard by all the boys. Let's scream as loud as we can! The thief could possibly be nearby! <laughs> we wouldn't give you our position! The sound Why was this gonna get shot and buried here? The sound of snapping twigs and crackling branches uh, and crackling branches soon told Frank and Chet that the others were losing no time in reaching the scene. Chet's delight was boundless. He- oh, I'm gonna take off my clothes and rip a body on the Chet, trans. stop rubbing Chet, stop rubbing yourself naked on the car. It's oh, disturbing. Help it. That tread's one of a kind! He, res- he examined the car with a minute care in a pati- in every particular in every particular, okay? Oh, while the Yeah, that's the one! <laughs> oh my god. Hit that spot. While the ah, other ah. boys crowded about, at last he straightened up with a smile of satisfaction. That sweet leather interior! Oh man! Hang on, this is you. Oh. She hasn't been damaged a bit! All ready to run! The thief just hid the old bus in here! He hid a bus inside my roadster! Exactly, as if we, where's this bus? Did what what? If anybody needs a ride, I now have a source of public transportation that I can use just to pay the, the toll. Honk, okay? honk. Honk, honk. Okay, um, and made a getaway. You still got to keep going. In here, I made a getaway. Come on, fellas. We don't walk back home today. Today. We ride! <laughs> <laughs> he clambered into the car, and in a few seconds, the engine roared. 
They left the key in the ignition. That's convenient. Right? It's just like, this is the most bumbling thief in the fucking world. If you... Hang on. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, there was sufficient? Yeah. Uh, there we go. There was sufficient room in the clearing to permit him to turn the roadster about. And when he swung the car around and headed north... and headed up the, bypass, later, boys! the boys gave a cheer and, he and hastened to clamor on board. Lurching and swaying, the roadster reached the abandoned road from where it was an easy run to the main highway. In spite of... Six, seven boys found dead in a seat <laughs> with, without any seatbelts in the car. It's a horrific accident. The Hardy Boys were involved. They won't be solving any more mysteries. Uh, uh. <laughs> uh, in spite of the fact that it had been left in the bush for probably a week, uh, the roadster was in perfect condition, and the engine How did they know ran it was smoothly. Because it's been over a week since it went missing. Okay. It wasn't the mud that Joe uh, oh. examined? Uh, just some one lone... Oh, gosh. What's his name? Just someone lonely taco. Just some lonely taco. Just some lonely taco. Thank you for following. Um, Appreciate it. Super, super duper. Uh, Joe was given. I think the it's all the the fucking mud tracks. That's how they knew the roadster yeah. had been there for a week. No, I mean, there's that, and also had been missing for a week. <laughs> I mean, Joe, it's it's yeah, it's been missing a week because it's the, been missing a week. It's been missing a week. <laughs> like this mud looks like it could be a freaking week old. I'm like, I'm like, what other, what more do you want? The car's been gone for a week. I've examined this mud long enough to notice <laughs> that it's been a week since it's been here. I don't know how many ways to say it. It's been missing a week. Anyway. Um, I don't know where we're at. Joe was given the seat of honor beside the driver because he had discovered the tire marks that had led to the recovery of the car. And the other boys distributed themselves as best they could. They clung onto the running boards, hung precariously to the back, and had... They're not inside the car. I've done that. And one laid <laughs> even straddled to the hood. And I've done that. Uh, in this manner, the triumphal the triumphal possession possess, procession returned to Bayport. As the cheering lads came down the main street, they noticed there was an unwanted air of excitement in the town. Uh, people were standing on the street corners in little groups, talking earnestly. And when the boys spied Detective Smuff, still the worst detective name ever, Detective Snuff, Smuff, S the Snuff Box, Smurf, Horn, is this Papa Smurf uh, of the police force? Striding along with per pretentious, portentous frown. What? Uh, pretentious? I don't fucking know. Okay. Uh, frown, they called out to him. Is this Chet? Yeah, it's Chet. Uh, Go ahead. No, 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 hang. Okay, why don't you do Frank? I was gonna do, yeah. Yeah. What's on your mind today, detective? Check on his car back. If you couldn't tell by us driving in it in the street. Who is Detective Snuff? He's one of the two de no, like, no, were deputies. You the, who did the voice? Did you? I think it? I was Snuff, yeah. Okay. Hang, on. Hang on. I've got something more important to do than stolen cars to worry about, Deca declared Detective Smuff. The Tower Mansion has been robbed. A tower? Oh my god, but there's treasure in that tower! You know what's funny? In today's world, that would be chapter three when we introduce the actual fucking plot of this fucking book. But that's the end of chapter six. Six. Jesus Christ. Filled with so much superfluous <coughs> bullshit. Suddenly, the car said, "My wife is all." <laughs> okay. <laughs> all uh, right, let's let's. Uh, we, yeah, wrap we, up. we have some comments here. Let me let's catch up. Yeah. Uh, well, we should uh, let's do this in character. Okay. Do you want to be Joe? No. no. You, well, I'll, I'll be Joe, and you be Frank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, Which one do you want to take? Where should we start? Uh, let's do. Start at the beginning, so the bottom part. Uh, all right, yeah. podcast listeners. Um, we are reading the comments from our live stream right now. Yeah. 
Um, thank you again for our two follows today. They're super duper appreciated. And, thank you so much. Uh, and uh, we're gonna go for it. You, so here you we be go. the narrator, and then I'll I'll read this as. Uh... Okay. How about yeah? I'll yeah. do this as chat. I like chat. Okay. All right. Uh, the Hardy Boys and the Wonderful Sex Toys is what I'm going to call a simple paragraph I will put in chat. And it's okay. You, you went deep. Sorry. I was going uh, to read the quote at the top. Oh. Sorry. Sorry. Which, which way are you going? Here? We can meet in the middle like Benjamin Button. So you start at the top then. Okay. Uh, I thought you were going to do it as a narrator. I did. Didn't I? Suddenly the car said. Oh, my wife God. is a whore! Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I thought I was, I was having you set me up and it didn't, Sorry. It didn't work out. Sorry. Right, okay. Suddenly the car said. Yeah. My wife's a whore. My wife's a whore. The two Hardy Boys had to go to, I can't, mental, uh, go to mental hospital and their memory had been erased to get rid of the mere thought. We fucking fucked this up. A whore. We did this early. Yeah. Apologies to... Uh, just some lonely taco. We the two Hardy Boys had to go to a mental hospital, and their memory had to be erased to get rid of the more the mere thought of a horror. Mm. Mm. Stupid, eh, it's stupid. Everybody fucked that up, uh, including the writer. <laughs> sorry, I love you, but it's not whatever. Right. Uh, if you go to Antarctic expert, drunken Swedish idiots, and walrus farts, I don't know what that. I, I don't know what that means. This is this, is this is this is internet chat. Uh, uh, my paragraph didn't load in. Sad face. Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> so let's uh, thrilling. Thrilling shit. We we appreciate the the chat. We appreciate the follows. We, uh, thank you so much. Uh, we we didn't do an ad for us. No, let's, we didn't. Let's, let's throw that in there now. So a uh, great way to support the show is to uh, go to our Patreon. Uh, it's patreon.com slash bad audiobooks. Uh, we have all sorts of tiers uh, there, all sorts of little uh, benefits. Yep. Uh, so go check them out. Uh, each one builds on the last one. So if you get near the top, uh, you'll have all the previous ones below it. And you help uh, put my kid through college. Yes, exactly. Put that kid through college so she... Well, maybe, maybe she doesn't need to do college. Maybe she could just go to trade school. You know, we don't need to get into that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, and if you want to uh, read a book from uh, my co-host here, Nick, Nick Masmanian, uh, you've got a you've got a book. I do. It's called uh, the uh, Margot Plinton, The Last Soldier, a young adult science fiction novel about a teenage girl and her AI who set out to remap their broken world. Find it on Amazon today. Kent, I believe you have another podcast you do. I do. Uh, it's called uh, Comic Book Workshop. Yeah. And we interview comic creators on there. It's, it's about making comics, what the podcast is about. Uh, we've interviewed uh, Robert Kirkman, the creator of The Walking Dead. Uh, and there's all sorts of cool uh, interviews on there and all subjects that we talk about. So, yeah, you can go to uh, tmbcworkshop.com and you should be able to listen to it there. Uh yeah, I think we should start just, uh, heading out. The uh, best way to support the show is going to our Patreon, but uh, another great way mm-hmm. to support the show is to, however you're listening to the show right now, like, subscribe, follow, whatever the bullshit is on that. Uh, so, yeah. And uh, also be sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, because yes. we will read those uh, reviews out loud if you leave a comment, as long as it's not hate speech. Yeah, as long as it's not hate speech, we'll, we'll read that shit. Um, and every review helps us uh, climb up yeah. and be seen. Uh, all through that, that magic algorithm. Uh, shit. We usually have this written down, so we're kind of doing this off the cuff memory wise. Yeah. Uh, 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 Kent, where can they find your work on the Oh, line? yes. Uh, you can uh, follow me on Instagram. Is that what you're talking about? Yep. Uh, <laughs> at Ken Heidelman. I don't <laughs> know if you're like plugging my site. I'm like, oh, we haven't really done that before. But, oh, no. Uh, you can also go to kenheidelman.com if you want to check out my other shit. But yeah, if uh, you want to follow me on Instagram, I, I post my art. Uh, I'm a comic creator, uh, so you can go check out that shit on there. Nick, you've got an Instagram. I do, but I need to read this comment first. I believe you have cancer. 
Yeah, we should we should have them. Uh, we should write a thing that if you're um, writing a comment or a review into the Apple Podcasts, or you're doing it on yeah uh, in chat, it's uh-huh. something they could tell us like what voice they want us to read. It oh in. yeah, that'd be a good idea. Yeah. Um, if you're a long time listener to the podcast, you can tell us any voice, and we'll try to recreate that voice. There's some characters that we have made up. There's someone. Uh, there's another one there below it. Yeah. Do you uh do you want do you want to do it since I did the one above it? Uh yeah, what what voice but you should tell me what voice I should do it in. Uh do it in It could be something from Prince Charming. Uh, Prince Charming. I was gonna, I was gonna say it should be from a different story. Uh it's just the Surfer Bro round, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Bro Charming. Uh Bro Charming. Yeah. Uh Harry Potter in the painting of the what looked like a large pile of ash. You should read that. It's such a Kind of give Chet there. Uh, you, you, you're like, oh my god. Like, um, what's up, bro? You're oh, a furniture now. Uh, you you should read Harry Potter or the painting of of what looked like a large pile of ash. It's such an amazing story. Yeah, thanks, bro. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And if you want to find my work online, you could just go to an Instagram because we're still doing the closing of the show. Uh, we can go to Instagram, and uh, I am it's at a little real more human wild Mads. when we do the live for some reason. Well, because it is more wild. There's interactivity. <laughs> there's another. There's other people in the room with us. You know, it's, it's crazy. Uh, you could go to at real human Maz. I post pictures about my life, projects I'm working on, and I gotta do some more writey shit because I'm a writer. So you know, and uh, that's about it. Sweet, yeah. And uh, I think the yeah, if you want to follow the. Bad Audiobooks, you can go to mm-hmm. Bad Audiobooks on, on Instagram and check out the shit uh, that we do there. There's also uh, sorts of cool posts that we're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's pretty much it. Uh, yep. Thank you so much for listening. You want to play us out? You got that little... Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, good night, sweet listeners. We appreciate it. 